actually means a hurricane wind. That's how windy it was. Now, the prophets have been saying the wind has been really fierce this whole winter. And it, that, and it was a sign of change. And I'm telling you, we are in a time. A lot of people were sick. You know, so was I. I had symptoms. And I tell you what, you've got to rise up Amen. and conquer it and fight it. I understand when it's like you have to go to the bathroom all the time, and I'm just coming right out and saying it. But I, I want to tell you what. Okay, way back in 1980, we, we had uh, uh, found it was Mama Goodwin and Papa Goodwin who were pastors who constantly operated in a word of knowledge. They could tell what was people, they'd ever see the people in their life and immediately they'd know what was wrong and what was going on and what to do. That's, that's a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom and the gifts of the Spirit. And, and Billy Brim was there too. And, and then Kenneth, Hagen, or Kenneth Copeland, and he prophesied for 45 minutes. We showed that it was on a tape. There weren't such things as DVDs yet. We showed it to, I don't know, 25 people. I mean, they came over to our house over and over until the tape was ruined. And I, I think they have it back, but I wanna tell you what. The one of the things he said, oh, oh, he said, I see, I see people up walking on the stars and planets of the earth with white robes. And people are going, oh, there's one of the great ones. There's one of the great ones. They conquered the devil. And you know what? We're in it. The Lord said to me, that's what's going on in the United States. You don't believe me. I am being led by the spirit. The Holy Ghost, because I didn't know what to do today. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what God wanted. My spirit was restless, and, and it was like I was felt like crying. I feel like crying right now. You don't, you don't have to believe me if you don't want to. But the word of the Lord is real. And the gifts of the Spirit are real. And tongues is real. And those are things you have to get into. You become a more mature. I've known pastors who didn't have tongues. or And then at years they preached. And then all of a sudden, and this one pastor said, oh my gosh, he said to his wife, where have I been? I haven't known anything. And the Bible opened up to him. Revelation knowledge came. And I can see that. See, I was in the bathtub, didn't even, never even heard of it. And God filled me with the Holy Ghost in the bathtub because I was supposed to do something. That was just a few weeks after I really uh, gave my life to Christ. And went to church all the time. Good churchgoers, active churchgoers. People cried when we left. The parking lots, they thought we were all going to hell, but they didn't understand and wanted more. You have to go to a higher place in God. And there's you're more than a conqueror then. So you know, I, I wrote to some of in the, in the band thing, I went, no. You know what, when I read that, that other people were getting, I thought, because my stomach. And I went, oh no, you don't, devil, you're not doing this to me. 
And I went, I, and then I thought, you are all more than, but we have got to do what we're preaching. We've got to stand up and say, wait a minute, you should have seen me jump out of that chair. I went, you're not doing this to me, devil. I am going to have a good time today. I'm going to feel good, and I do. And all the symptoms left. I bind you, Satan. I said, I bind you from the people in this church. And that's the power and authority we have. Jesus said to us, behold, I give you power, power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. She can come in. Come on in. Cindy, is that you? <laughs> come on in. <laughs> and enjoy yourself. You know what? We've got to be, we've got, okay, I wanted to be, when I saw that tape, I mean, it, it, it was real. You, you can't, you know when something's fake, you know when something's real. I, I can't stand fake anymore, and that's why I stopped doing what I was doing 42 years ago. <laughs> you have to go to a higher place in God. But see, we need to fight the good fight of faith. When, when things happen, what, what's the sense of passing out? We got papers over papers. I got stuff over stuff but I say it all the time confessions and because it fills me up and I know who I am and then I get angry at the enemy when he pushes you down pushes me down and you have to rise up and say wait a minute I'm God's child and you're not going to do this to me and I tell you what just like that the symptoms left and suddenly I knew, I remember that CD, that tape wasn't even, the CDs didn't even exist then. It was all tapes, I don't even know what you called them. Uh, yeah, cassette, we have a cassette on them, but yeah, but I mean it was, you could put it in and see it. What were they called? Uh, VHS. Who? VHS cassette. VHSs, yeah. Before that was something else. And, I mean, I came from the era of reels <laughs> that's how long I've been around and God is real even when we worship him it has to be in spirit and in truth and what it means is spirit it has to come out of here truth means quit speaking stuff that's not in the Bible don't sing stuff that's not in the Bible you know why? It programs you to do something like it's wrong. I could, many times we'll, we'll kick out songs that are popular because they do not speak truth. And when you sing that, you're singing, you're putting it in your spirit. And it, it's, it's just like uh, uh, that you don't believe that healing's real. You don't believe that any of it's real. See, I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I just, God told me to get up here for now. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I'll tell you what, please, some of you, your hearts, he brings the rain so your heart can get soft. <laughs> He's so real to me. But he has to become real to other people. 
getting out there, the, the world will harden you. The devil brings stuff in your life to harden you. He does. He brings trials and tribulations and horrible things. And it hardens you to, after a while. I've had my share of it myself, and then even when you're a Christian, he'll try to do it. But see, see, that's it. I want to be one of those that say, hey, look it. Here comes, here comes somebody. I want to walk on the stars and the planet. See, this is in the millennium. The tribulation will come, and we will go up. We'll be raptured before that, you know, three and a half years or, four, or seven. And, uh, and we'll be at the Lamb's Supper, and we'll learn we will come back to earth to rule and reign because there's going to be another thousand years and the devil is locked up. He will be let loose after a thousand years. It, it even says that a hundred-year-old man, this is right in the Bible, a hundred-year-old man will be young. Yes. <laughs> but, but you see, those people, you know, when the devil's locked up, it's going to be all nice. The lion's going to lay with the lamb. They're going to play with each other. A little child can go by a snake hole and play with the snakes. It's right in Revelation. It's right in the Bible. It's right in the Old Testament, too. All of this is in the Bible. We've read it 30 times <laughs> from beginning to end. Don't know nothing. So you, if you haven't even read it once, you better read some of that. Because they want to know what's going on, but you, it's in the Word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but this will never pass away. And I always say you can burn them all up. But it, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When you speak His Word, it's Him on the scene in his presence that's where i'm strong i ain't i'm a big fat weakling out of his presence and i'm not kidding you because you know what if you don't if there's days when there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on weeks and you 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 uh, it happens to us too and it's hard to get in the word it's hard to do because it's this and that and you got to settle it you got to do it you got deadlines or whatever it is and you know what I feel it starts pushing you down. You can't just learn this once. You got to keep full. You got to keep it in you. And then I get in his presence. That's how I don't have cancer anymore. That was over 10 years ago. I know it is. See, you got to forgive, walk in love. Like Ricky was saying, You've got to walk in love, though, and forgive people as an act of your will and faith. It doesn't have nothing to do with your cotton-picking feelings. Don't, don't, I, I mean, sometimes I get oh, mad. <laughs> but, but you have to, you have to say, nope, I forgive them regardless of how I feel. Feel is one of the sentences. We walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. And that's, that's totally different. 
active in church 40 years. Religion. Religion is mean. It's full of the law. That's why God, why Jesus got so mad at the Pharisees. He told them, he, he get mad at them. You know, it's not a matter of works, works and do this and be perfect in this and that. There are certain things that are honor. There are certain things that are honor, though. I dress this way because I honor him. Look at the Old Testament. The more casual you get, then you start to get casual with flirting. Okay, David, I'm going to come over and flirt with you. No, I'm not too I'm old enough to be your mother. No. Not, your, you're, you're not your grandmother, not but your me. mother. But, but it's the truth. That, and you... What was I even saying? How did I get into that? What? Yeah, you get casual. Yeah, it's honor. It's honoring him. Because we saw the churches go born again. Spirit-filled churches go to casual. They quit talking about the blood, the precious, wonderful, glorious blood of Jesus alive on the mercy seat. I was a nurse and I smelled dead blood. That was the only thing that I've been in a lot of, seen a lot of surgeries, but I've, the, the only thing that really made me was when they did, they don't do that anymore on things, on their sinuses. And the blood was just pouring out. It was just, I got nauseated and had to walk out because I was going to contaminate the instruments. But you, you, yeah, you can sit down. I'm sorry. I don't know what God's got next, but I'm sure. But I got to stand here. <laughs> but, but the blood is alive. It's not stinky. It's not rotten. Blood gets rotten. But not Jesus' blood. But see, they took the blood out. They even took the blood out of some Bibles because it's too gross. But it's not too gross to show what they show on TV, right? <laughs> They'll show cut up. Some they show uh, it just flashes, even on like you know, flip a channel, and then all of a sudden, yeah, <laughs> there was a girl there with her head cut off, you know. And it's like, but that's not, you know, that's that's okay. <laughs> it's okay to teach our kindergartners about about sex, so it's on their mind in kindergarten and that they can change their gender and all that stuff. Do you see what I mean? With, now is the time when we've got to get on the ball with what the Word of God says and know the Word and apply it and act on it. You jump out of your chair and you say, I am not putting up with this devil. Jesus already healed me. I'm supposed to actually experience heaven on earth. While everybody, while the world is is in, but see, we're here for the world. We're here to help the world. Instead of us constantly, me, 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 me. Oh, this is wrong with me. See, the devil delights in that. Oh, I'm sick. Now I've got this. I'm sick, 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 sick. I've never get, do you ever help anybody else that's sick? 
do you want, I, do you see, I, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings. But I've had to stand here. I mean, that's why I wanted to get over knee surgery fast. Like, well, I'm not even, I'm not trying, but it was because of him. And I mean it. I am not a fake. <laughs> In case you think I am. <laughs> but you get to know me and you'll know I'm not. Because I was tired of that stuff. It's real. And tongues is real. And God is real. And he, he'll, he'll speak to you. He'll tell you because he gave you the Holy Spirit. It says, if you blaspheme, I don't care if you blaspheme my God. I don't care if you blaspheme Jesus, but don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And if you do, it's an unforgiven sin. I just was reading it again this morning. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but it might have a lot to do with being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. People say it's of the devil. I had a lady call me way back when I was first, and, <laughs> and she said, she said, oh, you've helped me so much, and I married, she was from another church, and I was just telling, and she, and she said, well, my pastor told me just, if he wants you to go along to the, a drink with him in a bar, and even trade partners, just do what he says, because you need to submit yourself to him. And she said, I know. And this was born again. <laughs> and, and she said, I don't know. She says, but I'm going to listen. I want, well, could you please help me with this? And I, I didn't want to come. I don't want to come against anybody else. But she said, but there's one thing. She said, I know you speak in tongues, and you know it's of the devil. <laughs> it's not of the devil. <laughs> and then I thought, why would you want me to help you if you thought it was of the devil? <laughs> it was okay. You know, she would call me all the time for help. <laughs> it's, it, you know, I just, you know, things don't make sense after a while. And I know some of you, ooh, ooh that tongue thing, ooh, that's weird. We ain't so weird. I like to dance. I like, I'm not, even in church, I like to dance to some music. <laughs> yeah, see? They told her she couldn't dance if she was a Christian. And you found it. You, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. But remember, you told me that, though. You broke free at somebody's wedding <laughs> because you saw us dance. <laughs> Dear, I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from, but I, I'm tired of all the icky. This is real. And it's in his presence where you are strong. One of the, um, well, he's an apostle. It was my keys. And he came in and he said, uh, he gave me a word once. And he did, it did say that I would run like the prophets of old and, and um, who girded up their loins, the loins of their mind, though. When they men girded up their loins, they had long skirts, even men, and they would take them and tuck them in their belt. That's what that meant, but we have to gird up the loins of our mind with that. But he said, you'll run like the prophets of old who outran horses and chariots. 
And you know, when that was talking about Elijah, I knew it was in witchcraft and Jezebel, which is very prominent in the earth right now. There's a lot of witchcraft. You're far above it. They ought to tremble just in your sight, just because of what's in you. You've got God living in you. But anyway, <laughs> then he said, I'd be 20 to 30 years younger. But then, but he said, and that, that my hands would tingle when I was supposed to lay hands on people. And that's kind of why I got up in the first place. I can read it to you. It's right in there. I don't know, was it 2008, 2010? I've gotten all kinds of them, but um, it doesn't make any difference. I don't know nothing without God. Can't do nothing without God. And nobody can. You can't just go get something like, I didn't just go to the internet and get myself ordained or whatever it was. No, I had to have a church for a whole year before they would ordain me to make sure it was accurate. Longevity ought to be a, a good sign. I mean longevity in the ministry. It's been 28 years. But all that time, we've been a spirit-filled church. God told me sort of to talk about that too today. Um... I, I, I didn't know what God wanted. I really didn't. Today, it was bugging me. Because <laughs> you feel more secure when you get up here. That's, you know what? I'm just going to tell you a couple things. Uh, I got out the brain and speaking in tongues. Dr. Carl Peterson of Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is a brain specialist and did research on the relationship between the brain and praying in tongues. Amazing things were discovered. Through the research and the testing, Dr. Peterson found that as we pray in the spirit, or we worship in the spirit, Oh, see, I used to do that. That's how I started out. And I thought if I could sing in tongues, I can talk in tongues. It took me two weeks. Okay, to figure that out. As we engage in the heavenly language, the brain releases two chemical secretions that are directed into our immune system, giving a 35 to 40% boost to the immune system. This promotes healing in our bodies. Amazingly, this sex secretion is triggered from the part of the brain that no other apparent activity, it has no other apparent activity in humans. It is only activated by our spirit-led prayer and worship. Truly, we are fearfully and wonderfully made and equipped. Now, he, I mean, he, <laughs> he's, he's way up there in, in like, uh, in um, degrees. For any obstacle, but he's born again, spiritual. Okay, it is a God-given weapon. This is a little different. Anybody here of Dr. Cho? He had one of the, from uh, Korea? Yeah, he had one of the biggest 
churches in the world, over a million people. And Elsie uh, Popkin, how many of you know Elsie Popkin? Okay, her son married a lady who was a pastor from one of the pastors of that church. Okay, but Dr. Cho, the speech center in the brain rules over all the nerves. One morning I was eating breakfast with one of Korea's leading neurosurgeons who was telling me about various medical findings on the operation of the brain. He said, Dr. Cho, did you know that the speech center in the brain rules over all the nerves? And I laughed, the speech center. I laughed saying, I've known that for a long time. You know why Dr. Cho was a pastor? You know why he knew it? He says it's from Dr. James in the book of James. Let me read it to you. James 2, verses 3, verse 2. James, Hebrews, James. I'm not sure yet. Getting in first John. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the amplified, I'm sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. Actually, the first one says, not many of you should be teachers self-constituted censors and reprovers of others my brethren for you know that we teachers will be judged you got to make sure that what you're doing or if you're in the ministry because it's really dangerous I've known somebody and I loved that man but he jumped into ministry way too soon and he died before he was 60 and lost his church it's one of the things that happens if you're not called or if you're not. You're a woman. You're not supposed to be called. Yes, I am. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Don't make any difference. What, what, what's the difference in the flesh? It's mocked next. Who cares? You're not a minister in the flesh. You're a minister from the spirit. But anyway, let's read. Okay, James 3. Okay, but he said, you'll be judged by a higher standard when you become a teacher or get into the ministry or too soon. For we all often, okay, here I am, verse 2. We all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, he never says the wrong things. He is a fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body, sickness, and to curb his entire nature. If we set bits in a horse's mouth to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about. Just think, think how big a horse is. And all you do is put a little bit in their mouth and you you're 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 controlling them with it likewise look at the ships huge ships though they are so great and they're driven by hurricane winds sometimes in the sea rough winds 
they are still steered by a very small rudder wherever the impulse well of the captain or he's he's driving it and it's it's this little rudder in the back compared to what the ship size is right and it steers it steers that ship even so the tongue is a little member and it can boast of great things see how much wood a how great a forest a tiny spark can set ablaze somebody throws out a cigarette that they're even done with and it can start a whole forest ablaze our tongue can start gossip about people our tongue can hurt us i've done it myself i'm no goody two shoes standing up here telling you this you did your tongue you know it, it'll say oh i'm sick oh i'm sick oh i'm sick oh i'm this i'm that you know i used to run myself down to a point where uh go to a dance before we were born again and all that stuff to and <laughs> there were drunks there <laughs> and they'd say oh yeah you know what you should run yourself down so much you're not that bad you're always running yourself down i thought they were ministering to me when they were drunk <laughs> the world was telling me not and i did i ran myself down it's just because of what i heard you know i was always doing something wrong it seemed like okay i'm trying to get a point across though your words are huge what you say i just had to correct myself yesterday and even when you're not feeling good you tell the doctor that but if you're constantly talking about my cancer are you kidding i wasn't going to call it my cancer it wasn't my cancer it was the devil's cancer and all i would say it was diagnosed with it but i didn't tell anybody else that i didn't tell any of you in the church until after the surgery but trying to get little points across here okay okay so okay those ship or ships so the tongue is a tiny member and it can boast of great things or talk about things that are negative all the time or even talking about your children or talking about people and what their wrong things they're doing you are putting it into the atmosphere the did you know that the devil is still the prince of the power of the air of our words so we need to speak god's words and counteract that as much as we can the airways are full of garbage terrible things from tv and all that the the means of communication that we have is filled with it so come on let's yeah there's there's godly stuff out there but let's fill let's fill it more so and counteract it he is the prince of the power of the air see how much wood how great a just whole forest fire verse 6 and the tongue is a fire The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members contaminating and depraving the whole body 
and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature, being itself ignited by hell or Gehenna. I know people don't want to listen to me. <laughs> but I guess I don't care. I'll just do what God wants me to do. They are. Death and life. And it says that in Proverbs 18. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat the fruit of it. I've eaten the fruit of things that I've said. I have. I've seen it in my life. I'm 82 and I've seen it. But you know what? I'm still correcting myself, like yesterday and the day before that. But I make, But at least I'm aware of it. Wait a minute. <gasps> I said all that. And you, you can say stuff and you're not even aware and you go, oh. It's huge. The words of your mouth. Okay, now, I guess I'll go back. And he said, well, he saw that. Well, look at this. It said, the whole body, it sets on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature, being itself indicted by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile, sea animal, can be tamed and has been tamed by human genius or nature. But the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is a restless, undisciplined, irreconcilable, evil, full of deadly poison. This is the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word won't. So who can tame it? Praying in tongues can tame it. Huge. You know, I'll know Kenneth Copeland. Every other word that he spoke was a swear word. And it was because he was imitating his, his grandfather. And it was GD and FU and stuff like that. Kenneth Copeland. It took him a long time to get rid of that. But he got rid of it. He admits it. I mean, he tells it because it's a testimony. Kenneth Copeland. If, and, well, that was the, the point, his swearing. See, I want to honor God. Honor him. In every way I can. But you can fall in love with him. And you should love him more than your husband or your wife. Or your children. <laughs> now let me continue with Dr. Joe. <laughs> Then this neurosurgeon was talking to Dr. Cho, and he began to expound their findings. He said that the speech nerve center had such power over all the body that simply speaking can give one control over his body to manipulate it in the way he wishes. He said, if someone keeps on saying, I'm gonna be weak, I'm gonna be weak. Oh, I'm getting weak. See, that was, okay. I'm going to be weak. I'm sick. I've done it, and I get weaker, and I get sicker. All this hurts, and it hurts worse. <laughs> hey, I've tried it. <laughs> I'm going to be weak. Then right away, all the nerves hear the message, and they say, oh, let's prepare to become weak. For we've received instructions from the central communication that we should become weak. 
They then, in natural sequence, adjust their physical attitudes to weakness. That's why when a lot of people retire, they stop their job and they said, I'm retired, I'm retired, I'm retired, I'm retired. And they, <laughs> and, and they will die soon after. They go, they go. Yeah, okay. If someone, if someone says, well, I have no ability, I can't do this job, right away all the nerves begin to declare the same thing. Yes, they respond. We receive instruction from the central nervous system saying we have no abilities to give up striving to develop a capacity for capability. You go to the doctor and he says, you've got mental disease. Oh, you got this and you got that. And you know what? You will have it. Forget it. God's word is greater. I, I've tried this stuff. I Okay, you can get depressed and you can move out of it. Because the Bible says rejoice in the Lord. I've done it. From crying and feeling really bad. Hey, it was just last week. I went, wait a minute. <laughs> rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I don't feel like it. I really don't feel like it. It's making me mad. I don't feel like rejoicing. <laughs> But you do it, and you can move out of it. I've tried it, and it works. But you've got to get up. you actually got to go, oh, okay, I'll worship you, Lord. That hurts my knees. <laughs> oh, I don't care. It hurts my knees. <laughs> and you start moving out of it. Now, I know that's one thing you guys learned at that Bible school. I could tell. All of you, all, anybody who came back or anybody I talked to, including Luis, <laughs> he would he would move he'd move out of it. Some of you don't know Luis. Luis is uh, he was a world champion fighter and he in uh, cage boxing <laughs> and he'd come to this church. And he I lost my mind. <laughs> and he'd get depressed and hurt, and he'd move out of it. And he's in Bible college. <laughs> but he is still doing that in California. Okay. We re okay. We receive instruction from the central nervous system saying we have no ability to give up striving to develop any cap capacity for capability. We must prepare ourselves to be part of an incapable per person. Those nerve endings say that. You got mental disease. You don't have to have mental disease. Renew your mind with the word of God. Hey, you don't know. I've been to the point of clinical depression. You don't know. I pushed myself out of it. Okay, if someone keeps saying I'm very old and tired, I just kind of said something and he can't do anything, right away the speech control, central control responds, giving out orders to that effect. See, your body responds to the words. The nerves respond, yes, we are old. We're ready for the grave. Let's be ready to disintegrate. 
If someone keeps saying that he is old, that that person is soon going to die. The neurosurgeon continues saying that man should never retire. Once a man retires, he keeps repeating to himself, I'm retired. And all the nerves stop responding and become less active and ready for a quick death. But see, it's the words of our mouth. It's, it's the words of our mouth. I don't know what order I was at, whatever. Um, got all kinds of proof stuff here. <laughs> I threw all this in there. We've had this stuff laying around for years. I've said this before. Praying in the spirit in tongues changes our brain. And this is from Oral Roberts University for doctors. I won't read all of it, but before the fall of man, did God in his perfect creation provide for the total healing of mankind? Okay, and, I, and part of this, that what I read to you about the brain, uh, there's no other activity except when they praise in tongues and it starts to do things, good things in your body. As Adam walked and communicated with the Father in the garden, was this close and intimate fellowship and communication causing divine health to flow in his body. Some people are going to get mad at me today because of what I'm saying. And all I'm trying to do is, is to show you that it's possible. I told one person this one way back at the, and they get, because they were on all kinds of drugs for it. And, and um, they got mad and left the church. And then two years later on Facebook, they apologized openly. I never was on Facebook, so I didn't even know. And other people told me that they, they put my name in there. I apologize to Pastor Jackie Hartman because she's right. I am totally free and healed. You don't know how many times I've pulled myself out of stuff. I act like, you know, lots of stuff in there. Well, I'm the only one. No, it even says in the Bible, don't ever say that. You have no idea how bad the things were that I've gone through. Nothing like what you went through. You didn't go through nothing. You don't know. It says never say that. It actually says that in the Bible in Corinthians. Read the Bible. <laughs> it is so, teaches you so much stuff there. Okay, close and intimate that's why Adam in the garden, close and intimate uh, communication with the Father in his presence. That's where I am strong. It's something to think about. God is the restorer of all things. As we exercise our life in the spirit by speaking in our heavenly language that he puts within us, we are touching the supernatural power of God and we are letting him restore part of what was lost in the garden. Now science has proved the process, and you and I can turn this healing process on, on by our relationship with our Heavenly Father. 
just one more great reason to be filled with the Holy Spirit and commune with the Father in your heavenly language. The one thing about that, tongues, the devil can't understand it. The only person that can understand it is God. It's a hotline red phone to him, if they even have those anymore. According to the Holy Spirit, speaking through the Apostle Paul, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. When you're depressed, you lift up edification. It raises you higher and higher and higher. I've got all kinds of notes on this. 1 Corinthians 14.4, we always thought of the edification as a spiritual edification, which is great and always needed, but Christian psychiatrist Carl Peterson, MD, describes physical edification. You know why? You all have heard of, uh, well, you know, the uh, endorphins and, and the... Um, Cephalons, or I'm saying it right, and Keflons, it has, yeah, okay. Well, they make you feel good, and a lot of those drugs, they'll put them in there. Yeah, it'll make, it makes you feel better but for a time. But see, you can get that from your own brain. In fact, some of those have, those drugs have inhibitors in them that will stop your body from secreting what God put in there to make you feel good and the immune system. See, and then it stops it, so you need something artificial to put it in there. I am, I'm serious. <laughs> it's things I know. <laughs> okay, Dr. Carl Peterson writes, I have had a number of inquiries concerning the efficacy by of praying in the spirit, speaking in tongues, and its benefits to the immune system. Immunity enhanced by chemical released from part of the brain. I am attempting to clarify some information I have shared with a number of ministers. This is information that may be deduced from what we know about the way the brain functions. Part of the brain affected most noticeably by extended prayer and laughter represents a significant portion of the brain and its metabolic activity. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. This might get old. Therefore, voluntary speech during extended vocal prayer causes a major stimulation in the parts of the brain, mainly the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is a major thing in your body that causes a lot of major things. Gets you off, ah. Uh, well, it's endocrine glands, your immune system, your, all of that stuff. We'll just skip that. Um, but the brain hormones called endorphins and encephalons which are chemicals the body produces are 100 to 200 times more powerful than morphine. The production of brain hormones called endorphins and encephalons are 100 to 200 times more powerful than morphine. Yeah. 
In summary, a very significant percentage of the central nervous system is directly and indirectly activated in the process of extended verbal and musical prayer over a period of time. This results in the release of brain hormones, praising the Lord from your heart. And it increases the body's immunity. It is further enhanced through joyful laughter, Holy Ghost laughter. Hey, it said in the book of Acts that all those people thought they were drunk. We've been here. We've done that. <laughs> and it does. It's the best drunk you could ever have. You have no hangover. <laughs> okay. It is further enhanced through joyful laughter with increased respirations and oxygen intake to the brain, diaphragm, and other muscles. The same phenomenon is seen in physical activity in running. You know, after you run, you... We know from the Word of God there is true joy that builds and sustains. Nehemiah told us that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay. The joy of the Lord is your strength. There is joy in the presence of Jehovah God. We as believers, having entered into the wonderful presence of the Lord, know this to be true. Remember, is the joy of the Lord spoken of in the word is so much more than any manifestation. We can truly have unspeakable joy in the face of any trials we may encounter Ah, you, are you kidding? I've been through stuff. And that is, don't, I can hear somebody saying, no, come on. Yeah, I've been there too, but tried that way and then tried the other way. It works. It honestly works. If your joy is grounded in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, okay, I, I see, I wasn't sure I was going to use all this stuff. Actually, I had a sermon on angels, but, but you know what it was about? It was about how angels can't operate unless you use the word of God. Unless they, by your words. Um, okay. You know, there's 101 um, healing scriptures. There's also 101 benefits of speaking in tongues. I'm not going to say all of them. There's a few of them. Tongues is the entrance into the supernatural. The one thing about tongues is you must be born again first. If you get tongues and you're not born again, you know what? You could have, there are, there are witches that speak in tongues. But not, you can tell immediately. It makes you sick. If you're attuned with God, I've been around it. I've noticed it. Other people have too. It's, I'm just telling you some things that tongues is the prayer in the New Testament. Tongues is a direct line to talking to God. The devil cannot understand it. That's why he gets he comes against it. Tongues is speaking divine mysteries divine coded secrets. You read the Bible and you know, what does that mean? 
What does that mean? It's like that pastor, overnight he went, what have I been preaching? I read the Bible this morning and I understand it. And one just overnight. <laughs> Divine coded secrets and mysteries that were saved for you who follow God. Tongues is, now if I was Ricky Edwards, would all of you not, you know, think, well, <laughs> you see what I mean? Tongues is prophesying your God-ordained future. The more you speak in tongues, the more you're going to follow a path, the path of God. Tongues is praying out God's plan for your life, the same thing. Tongues is knowledge, counsel, and secrets withheld from the wicked. Tongues is strengthening your inner man with might. Tongues is praying things that have been concealed to be revealed. That's kind of what we said. Tongues is decreeing the rhemas of God. You've got revelation knowledge. You understand what some of those scriptures are. You understand what's, what he's talking about. Tongues pulls you from the past into the future. Okay, I can tell you of, of a, a lady I knew. She was a minister uh, out of uh, Arizona, Phoenix. Uh, what's her name? Oh, that's all right. Um, anyway. Louise Brock, yeah. She used to invite Mike Keyes to her. He, in fact, that's his pastor, one of his, one of his pastors. She's older than I am now, though. I don't know, maybe she quit. Last time I heard, she was at two churches. <laughs> but she knew Catherine Kuhlman. Y'all heard of Catherine Kuhlman? She played the piano when she was a kid for Catherine Kuhlman. And, and her father was a pastor, and her grandfather was a pastor, and her great-grandfather was a pastor. So she kind of grew up into that. And she married a pastor. And she had two or three kids. Well, her, her husband was the pastor of the church, was having an affair with the secretary. And she found out the secretary got pregnant. She told us this, and she said, I was devastated. I mean, she came from that background. She was hurt to the core. And, you know, been raised up, you know, in the church all those years. And, um, and she said the only thing that got out of it, got me out of it. And she divorced him and he divorced her. And she said, I prayed in tongues. I sat in a rocking chair and cried and prayed in tongues. And pretty soon I wasn't crying anymore. I was laughing. But I prayed in tongues for hours, and God healed me, healed my spirit. She said, to such a point that I am good friends with them. <laughs> with, with her ex-husband and his wife and the baby. <laughs> and they had another child. They got married, and, <laughs> and she's good friends with them, and they call her for advice all the time. That's, and that, that's what healed her spirit. It pulls you from the past into the future. It builds and stimulates your faith, your trust in God. It tongues, and you give, you can give praise and thanksgiving well. It lines you up with the divine will of God. It helps your weaknesses. It renders you to be God inside minded. It makes you miracle minded. It magnifies God. It, uh, gives you the gifts of the spirit you can't operate in the gifts of the spirit without it 
tongues is a fine-tuning and sensitizing your spirit man to the voice of God. You hear the voice of God better. Um, it's a private conversation with God. You get re revelation knowledge. We kind of said that. It's part of the armor of God, the lance that will shoot down the enemy. It synchronizes you with the timing of God in your life to do this or to do that. I'm, I'm skipping a bunch. Tongues is the Holy Spirit searching your heart and praying through the perfect will of God. You might come up on a car accident. Hey, maybe your family had a car accident. And, and, and here, you're, you, don't know, you don't know for sure how to pray. There's your whole family laying on, on the sides of the road and the ditch and all over and bleeding unconscious and you don't the only thing you can do is pray in tongues there's a car accident right outside our house on old highway 8 way back in the early 80s that I had just gotten more born again spirit filled you know and uh, and it was they hit a pole and um, that one of the there were three boys in a small pickup and they had stick shift on the floor and one of the stick shifts is stuck right in his rib cage. <laughs> and all the neighbors were out there, you know, and I came out in my house going, I, I just went right up to the car and started to pray for him. And I started to pray in tongues and I didn't really give a hang what the whole neighborhood thought of me because this was a matter of life and death. And they were young kids. <laughs> and um, uh, see what I mean? You don't know how to pray. How should, how should I pray? Oh, God, please heal him. That isn't going to cut it right then. But you pray the perfect prayer that God wants you to pray, and something happens. It's a prayer language. It's, it's all kinds of things. It's praising all kinds of things. It pulls treasure out of you. It releases angels on heavenly assignment to change earthly situations. It overrules, it overturns death assignment against your life. I remember we visited that kid in the hospital and the doctor, I was shocked. <laughs> he was a well-known surgeon in town then and I was shocked because he said we were praying for him because the pressure in his uh, lungs was way sky high. And um, the doctor came in and he says, you could do more than I can. Just keep praying. I was like shocked. But he, he had surgery that night because they had to take the pressure off of his. Uh, it reverses demonic assignments against you. Um, you're speaking the hidden wisdom of God and you're going to know the wisdom of God. You, you pray in tongues, you, then you read the Bible and it starts to open up to you. It opens the heavens and charges the atmosphere. It's the release of the Shekinah glory. You can get drunk on the new wine of the Holy Ghost. It lights the fire of God, delivers you from the scourge of your tongue. That's how you get rid of that. Swearing, dirty stories, pornography, all kinds of stuff. And locks every prison door. Um, if I, I'm, I'm skipping a bunch. Um, you're endued with power from on high. It's rivers of living water flowing out of you, building your image of God in you and confidence. Uh, it's expressing, enforcing, and declaring the will of God in your life and the earth. It's extracting answers from the indwelling spirit 
to solve life's problems. It's praying from your spirit. Tongues is giving your spirit's ascendancy and power over the flesh. It connects the intercession of the Holy Spirit with your great high priest. It's the highest form of the prayer of agreement. Threefold cord, it charges your spiritual battery. I skipped a lot. Makes you God friendly rather than seeker friendly. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Confuses the devil and ignites revival. I mean, we could. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff here. So. Honestly, I didn't know what God wanted because I have all kinds of sermons up here. I had, uh, I didn't when you were singing, it, it came out. But I, yeah, okay, can, I've, I've got to keep on a flow here because the Holy Ghost is flowing. I know. Um, you know Matthew. 537 says, let your communication be yea, yea, day, nay. For whatsoever is more than that comes of evil. Sometimes you need to just shut our big mouths. <laughs> In other words, let your yes be yes and your no be no. <laughs> Any more than that can come from the devil. <laughs> um... I will read one of the scriptures, Matthew 12, 33, 37. Now Jesus was talking. And he said, either make the tree now, what the tree here is, is your tongue. Either make the tongue sound and healthy and good, and its fruit sound, healthy and good, or make the tree rotten, diseased, or the tongue rotten, diseased and bad, and its fruit rotten, because that's what will happen. Rotten fruit comes out of it. Diseased and bad, for the tree is known and judged by its fruit. Just think, this is what he said to, to the pastors of the churches in Jerusalem. You offspring of vipers. <laughs> How can you speak good things when you are evil and wicked? For out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so, see, I'm not, I'm accusing myself too. There's times when when I thought, what are you saying, Jackie Harping? And I thought, I got to get back. I, I've got, I got to get in the word. I got to get out of here and get in the word because the overflow of abundance was coming out wrong. And that can happen to you. I don't care if you're a pastor, who you are. You just got a different call in your life. That's all. And, and so you need, you know, I need to get, I need to pray in tongues. I need to speak some scriptures out loud so it gets back in me. And I need to worry, read the word and meditate on it. Because you need to get refilled. Do you see that? Do you see what I'm talking about? 
um, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will speak. Or you might judge somebody and you go, oh, I don't want to do that. And all of a sudden you realize you've done it. Just, I'm being honest with you. Check yourself. Then you have to get more into love, you know, into the love like he was talking about. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, out of the Amplified. We've got sheets over sheets over sheets with it printed out. You know what? That was one of the first things I printed out when I started the church. 28 years ago, first thing. I don't even pass them out anymore. But <laughs> the good man from his good inner treasure or deposit, what you're depositing in your heart, flings forth good things. And an evil man out of the inner evil storehouse or deposit in your heart flings out evil things. See what I mean? When it starts to come out like that, then you know. But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give account for every idle, inoperative, non-working word they speak. Idle words mean non-working, non-productive, just a and see, we're held accountable when words don't work for us. That's why we need, to, you speak to things with the word of God. You speak to your body. Charles Capps has uh, God's medicine in there, and those are one of the best there is. My husband says them every day. Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, I was going to say that on the day of judgment. But the thing the Lord showed me, see, now I got revelation knowledge of that. By going over it and over it and over it. The day of judgment is the second you say it. You're going to reap what you sow. Sometimes it comes a whole year later. Maybe you gossiped about somebody or said something that they weren't doing right. And then... A year later, that same thing comes on you, and you forgot all about it. But see, it says, judge not, least you be judged. It's, it's, oh, I can give you all kinds of scriptures. I got notes that thick on that judging thing. Sometime I could give it. I gave it way several years ago. But... Um, and when you speak words, they're carried into your inner being, too. Okay, now verse 37. For by your words, you're going to be justified and acquitted. In a courtroom, you're justified or acquitted. And by your words, you're going to be condemned or sentenced. Right? So see, that happens in a courtroom. But just think, you, you'll be sentenced. And there's things I've said that I didn't, I, you know, I think, oh my gosh, I'll ask the Holy Spirit, how come this is happening? And he'll show me, do you remember what you were doing, what you said? And I go, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sometimes you don't even know you're doing it. And I'm like, well, little, 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 me. 
but, but it's true. Can I write up here? Uh, um, I don't know where I go here. Um, okay, I, I'm just going to tell you. There's more about tongues I could tell you. It tells you in John 4 about how there's a, 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 a well of water a well of water and and he was speaking to the lady to a lady um, by the well while his disciples were getting some food and um but he was telling her if you drink my water if you eat my word <laughs> that that well of water will spring up inside of you and what that meant was you get born again you receive jesus in your heart as, as your Lord and Savior. And see, even, I have a scripture written down. In Romans 10, 8, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you. It says, do I have to run up to heaven to go get God so he can pray for me? <laughs> or, or where is he? He's in here. But the what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And it says, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you believe you, he, he was raised from the dead, he died on the cross, that we're right in it now, Easter. But see, Easter to me is every, every, all year long. That's why I don't get into the, that is the traditional, that's just to me, is the same old, you know what? You gotta live that stuff all the time. He was resurrected as every day, the whole year long. He redeemed us. He rescued us. I didn't know why he even did it. Nobody told me for 40 years. It was very religious, doing all a lot of good works. Very religious. Bow down and to God and kiss His feet and do all these things. And yet, I did have a love for Him. And I, I knew, at least, that he died on the cross, and I didn't know he took all our sins. I didn't know that. Nobody told me. You'd be shocked when you're in that kind of a, a place, and some of you have been raised all the way up, you know, and um, this is real. Otherwise, it, I just wanted more. She was the same as I was, you know. Ken was the same as I was, even though I didn't know him. Anybody else in here? In the de denomination I was, but I mean, it doesn't make any difference. You were not, but you were in a different one. Same thing. I'm, um, okay. Thank you, God. But, okay, believe in your heart. Say it with your mouth. Jesus, I take you as my Lord and Savior. And I mean it. I mean it in my heart but I have to say it with my mouth. There were a few of the Pharisees that actually believed it in their heart, but they were scared to say it with their mouth because they would get kicked out of the synagogue. They never got born again. Because of that, you've got to do both. You've got to say it with your mouth, believe it in your heart. But that's just the beginning. And the reason you even got born again, he comes to live inside of you to prepare your heart your spirit for the fullness 
of it. Because John 7 says, in fact, we are turn there, John 7, 37, I think. Yeah. Thank you. It, yeah, John 37 through 39. Do it in the uh, King James. It says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and, and cried. And see, he talked to the woman, if you want to know, it's 1134. <laughs> okay, I'll be done pretty soon. If any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Okay, so he was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he told the disciples after he rose up, he said, you go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. And that word promise is in there. It's in, in the Gospels at the end of them. I'm not going to go there, but just take my word for it. It's in there. He says, wait for my promise. Wait for my promise. Wait for my promise. He, he told them how to get born again. And the church honestly was not born in when, when the Holy Ghost came in the book of Acts. I know some of you have that. It was really born. If you look back there, he breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's when they got born again. And then they had to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay, and so here, let, let me just, just tell you. It says, go to Acts 1, um, verse 4. I'm going to do this quickly here. It says, And being assembled together with them, King James, commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Promise, promise, promise. He had it all in the Gospels. He told him, you wait for the promise. You wait for the promise. You have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. It comes upon you. Like that. And you shall, verse 8, and you shall receive power, dynamite, dunamis power, after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. It makes you bolder to Arlington, to Howells, to Dodge, to Snyder, to North Bend. To Scribner. <laughs> what am I missing? All those little towns I grew up in Dodge. So I know. <laughs> Wherever. <sighs> You'll be a witness. It makes you bolder. I can tell you that. I'm just going to say, I wrote this out once. Power, dunamis, dynamite in the, in the Greek. Most, the most powerful force in the universe more powerful than any existing nuclear power on earth. Power for what? Power to witness to other people. Power to be bolder. 
power to be set free from bondages of alcohol and drugs and hurt and rejection. Power to do what God has appointed you to do in your life. Power to be healed. By praying in the Holy Ghost, you can get rid of I've been abused mentality and depression. You can get rid of it. The Holy Ghost is a comforter and he can get rid of darkness and residue. Now, I mean, God showed me this and I wrote it in my Bible. I'm glad I wrote it. When you get something, write it. <laughs> um, okay. He purges the replay of bad memories in your mind. Purges it. Deletes it. The brain stores everything you've heard. But what did I all read to you? You've got a way out of that to get rid of it. There's another doctor from Australia, a woman, cute woman. <laughs> She's darling. And she, yeah, Carolyn Leaf. And she has all kinds of stuff on this. She came out with the do. See, the Holy Ghost can delete and purge harmful thoughts by the blood of Jesus. Dunamis power means supernatural abilities you could never possess in the flesh or by your own self. Um, so see, then they, they were all filled. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of talking about it in town. You, read the Bible. It's loaded with it. Okay, now I wrote some of this out last night. Okay, just in case. I didn't know what I was going to do. But, um, the only thing is you have to be born again first. Okay, here's, here's something that inhibits people, though. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful. God has provided a way for our spirit to pray apart from our understanding. And it isn't the Holy Ghost doing the praying. It's the Holy Ghost helping my spirit to pray. He gives the utterance, but we do the praying. We have to act. The miracle of tongues is not who is doing the speaking. We are the ones doing the speaking. The miracle of tongues is where the tongues are coming from and what is being said. Many miss it by waiting for God to do the talking. I've laid hands on many, 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 many people that have spoken in tongues, but I lay hands on people and they... And I said, no, you've got to move your tongue. But they didn't know that. I should have explained that first. And you've got to move your tongue. And you have that urge. And, and, you can, and almost every person I talked to, including myself, <laughs> when I did it, I, I thought, I'm just baking that up. But I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> okay. You see, the Holy Ghost gives the utterance, but it is not the Holy Ghost doing the talking. In Acts 2.4, it says the Holy Ghost gave utterance, but believers did the talking. It said they began to speak 
with tongues as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. But see, then people misinterpret that and say, well, I'm just waiting for him. He's not going to force you. If, in fact, I wrote down here, if he forced you, he'd force you to get everybody to get saved. <laughs> he would force people to tithe. <laughs> no, if uh, the Holy Ghost leads, he directs, he gives a gentle push and prompts and urges, but he doesn't force you or he'd force everybody. That doesn't even make sense. The devil does, though. He drives, he forces, he makes you do things. See, 2 Corinthians 13, 1 says, Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. In Acts 10, in Acts 9 and 10, um, let's see, uh, I'm not sure all of it, but it talks about how Saul, who was persecuting and killing Christians, got filled with the Holy Ghost. It, it talks about people, they were being persecuted and, and they went to this, this city and, and you know, the one good thing, ha ha, the devil thought, if we persecute them, they'll stop talking about it. So all the, the Christians moved out of Jerusalem. They start witnessing to other cities. <laughs> all it did was increase it. And they actually called it what they called the diaspora. They, <laughs> um, and, and it talks about, um, I can't think of his name, but it talks about one of the guys who was in the Ministry of Helps. Philip, that's it. Thank you. Yes, and you know what? Later on, he became an evangelist. But he started out in the Ministry of Helps. It talks about, in Acts 6, how, how Stephen, he was in the Ministry of Helps. And he was the first, one of the first martyrs. He was stoned to death by Saul or Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He was killed by him. It's, you know, it just, it just makes sense. They were all um, in the 20th. Okay, so, okay, nowhere does it say the Holy Ghost spoke through them. 1 Corinthians 14, 8 says, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you all. That was Paul. It did not say, I thank my God, the Holy Ghost speaks in tongues through me more than anyone else. Do you see that? Yeah. Because people think it's him. Acts 2, 4 says, they began to speak with strange tongues. And that's a 20th century New Testament translation. As the Spirit prompted their utterance, the Holy Ghost will never make you do anything. You know what? All the treasure, it's Colossians 2.3, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are, once you're born again, they're inside of you. The way you pull them out is through speaking in tongues. The revelation knowledge or any of it, any of it. So, I know you're laughing, Ashley. Okay, I think that's it. I mean, you can, you, I didn't even know what they were. And the whole, God himself baptized me in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> had no idea what it was. Didn't even have any idea what it was for two weeks. <laughs> or three weeks. Yes. Okay. Or you need a microphone. You could be home, Mark. That's my son. 
Mark could be home, and all of a sudden he picks up in the spirit to pray in tongues. <gasps> Alicia is going to get hit by a car. I'm going to pray in tongues, and you know what? It's going to stop it. That is what is so powerful about praying in tongues. When you pray in tongues, one of your, your, your relatives or whatever could be an accident. See, I pray in tongues because of President Donald Trump. I don't want nothing to happen to him. See, the Spirit of God, it says right in, in, in uh, uh, um, <clears throat> what am I trying to say here? Uh, Proverbs uh, 20, uh, 20 verse 27 says, The Spirit of man is a candle Lord searching all the inner parts of the belly. He knows exactly what's going into your life. But when you pray in tongues, just read it. It's in Ephesians. At first it starts in, in Romans 8, uh, uh, 26, with groanings and other times. You pray for all saints. Sandy, you could be praying for your relatives to not be born again. The Spirit of God goes into action and tugs his heart, her heart, and gets born again. He's our advocate, lawyer, standby, intercessor, helper, is he not? John 14, 26. Do you use him? That's why it says in Ephesians chapter 4, it grieves the Holy Spirit. You know, it says because you don't use the Spirit of God to pray for people. See, God was, one was, you know, with the covenant of blood and everything, you know, the bulls and all that. Well, then Jesus came here for 33 years, but he says, I will come and send a power on with the Holy Spirit. I will leave, and of course the apostles just failed, they didn't want him to leave. But see, when you pray in tongues, you can reach millions. Because the yeah. Spirit of God, when you pray, you pray for all saints. See, the Spirit of man knows exactly what's can going on in your life or your relatives. Can I, can I, I'm yeah. thinking of a story. Oh, I got the mic. Oh, okay, go ahead. Our own daughter. I, I didn't remember yeah. that. Yeah. Patty, your mother. Patty. <laughs> she was, uh, she was in college in the, she was in all Roberts then. Um, but they went on a trip to Europe. And she stayed there with, they all went back and she stayed kind of for a long time. And um, she rented a, I've said this before, she rented a moped. She liked to look at art, so she went to an art museum. And <laughs> I know her, yeah, she left the key in it. <laughs> and it was in, wait a minute, Italy? Yeah, I think so. Italy. And it was that, was it Italy? You don't, you don't, don't even like know. You weren't in the scene at all. They don't like Americans. Anyway, but it was somewhere where they did, it might have been another country, but they it didn't like Americans that well. Yeah. They, they were all spoiled brats. <laughs> and, and so she, uh, you know, she, she reported it to the police. The police said, okay, I, how did this come in the middle of the night? The police came. She was staying in a hostel. Am I pronouncing it right? Hostel. Okay. And at 3 a.m. And they were banging on the door and they said, you stole it. You stole it and you sold it for money. And they, I mean, they were accusing her and she was like, oh, oh. No, she left the key in it so somebody else stole it. They accused her of stealing it and just saying, making up that story. And 
uh, there was a lawyer and his family staying in the hostel from the United States. Right next door, she didn't know it, he heard all the racket. He came out, out of there, and he saved her. They were gonna stick her in one of those jails. Where was it? Spain. I'll have to ask, what? Uh, it could have been France. I don't know where uh, right now. Anyway, before that ever happened, my other daughter, Michelle, had gone to Bible College at, at Brema with Kenneth Hagin when he was there. And she called me and she said, Mom, something's wrong with Patty. I know something's wrong. Something's wrong. And of course, there's a different time change. And she said, she said I, I've, I start praying in tongues, but I, I had to call you. I get chills. <laughs> and, and she said, we got to pray in tongues. We got to pray in tongues. She's in danger. And so we both did pray in tongues before that and then just stopped. You know, and you, you, it's a prayer language when you don't know what's going on. But you go, oh, I gotta pray. And you even start, I've been to a point where I've started to cry. Oh, what's wrong? You know, like that. And you're travailing for somebody and you're stopping death, you're stopping harm, you're stopping a car accident. I've read stories about like women in labor and she was bleeding so bad and she had uh, preeclampsia, preeclampsia and then was bleeding to death. And she, uh, and this one lady got, her, she and her husband, they were pastors, it was good ones. And they got to pray and they prayed for a long time and then they felt relief. They had no idea and that's what it was. Missionaries whose heads were gonna get cut off by headhunters. I read old stories about that. Yeah. Somebody yeah. prayed in tongues because they didn't, they didn't know. One time, remember, we were praying in tongues. Shall, I think Rick, Sherry was with us, I think, at, at no, Elsie's. No, I didn't know her then. They didn't know her. No. Yeah, go ahead. It was at Elsie Popkins, and we yeah, were Elsie praying. Yeah. We had a prayer meeting all the time. Yeah. And we were praying in tongues, and, and there was a, a missionary there, and she said, Stop. you know what? She said, you just stopped someone in Russia, in Russia. from being being, yeah. being shot or something. Killed. You stopped it. Not, hey, it, it might have been power, but by my spirit, save the Lord. My one daughter's mother-in-law <clears throat> was um, she was real keen in the spirit and still is, but she pick up things, and uh, I think it was her actually. I think it was her. Yeah, that's who it was. But. That's where it is. What I want to say now, no, we got to yeah. stop this. <laughs> I got to let you go. Um, it's, it's, it's real. It's the, it's the armor of God. It's Ephesians chapter yeah, 6, verse 10 through that. 20, talks right. about praying in all prayer and supplication. And then it says in Romans, praying, or in, right there it says, praying for all saints. So when you pray in tongues, you know, our little girl here going back to, to Howells, we need to pray for her. He's on that highway. You know, we need to pray for people. You're picking up in the spirit. There's something going on wrong. And you will pick it up. You'll pick it up. 
protect that spirit throughout the fullest issue of life. Because if you make this hard, you're not going to hear. You're not going to hear. Anybody know Ron Brown? Nebraska football. He was a coach, uh, a secondary coach when they were number one way back. He came to speak. He's a born-again spirit-filled Christian. And they asked us in town, because they do, <laughs> we prayed in tongues to stay behind the curtain and pray while he was at the high school. He led many, 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 many kids to the Lord that time. That was several years ago. But the whole time we prayed in tongues back there. And I, I got to lay hands on him beforehand and pray over him. He was pretty famous. I mean, Ron Brown. You don't know Ron Brown. We're getting old, kid. <laughs> he, he, he was. <laughs> no, we're older in age, but we're not getting old. <laughs> okay, so you know what? With all that, I'm, I'm just going to ask you, if you, if you want, if anybody wants that gift, I mean, you just it's not me who gives it to you. It's, it's Jesus is the baptizer. Jesus is the one who fills you and is called filled up to that. But um, you know what? We're just going to ask for a line. I'm going to ask for a line right now. Or if you need healing in your body. Amen. Yes. Come up. See, now you're, you're debating whether you want it. Oh, no, not you. I don't know.
of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We worship you, Jesus. Glorify your name. Glory to you, Lord. Worship you, Jesus. Glorify your name. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. We honor you, Lord. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. Do you want to give the, t- uh, the off- I mean, do you, the do you want to give the announcements while they're passing out the envelopes? Hallelujah. What a good word. Okay, yeah. Ron, she had her hand up over here. <laughs> right, right there. Anita, right here. <laughs> 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 He's going around in circles. <laughs> 
and, and she answered. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. That was a good word. Did you get some nuggets today? I got some good ones. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, we'll just do a couple of announcements. Uh, um, we can skip quite a few of those first ones. We'll just go right into um, in April, a um, couple weeks from here, we will have, well, first off, I think I think we should probably let everyone know that we're having prayer conference this, or prayer conference mm -hmm. in Marietta is going on this week. So there will be quite a few of us gone um, this Not week. Um, yeah, not too many, but there will be a couple of us gone. Um, so, but with that being said, make sure you're listening to those services. They're, they're going to be at noon, our time, and 9 p.m. So if you can get those services, you can find them on Facebook, you can find them on YouTube. Get those services and meditate on what pastor's meditating on, because that's what is important. Uh, staying on the word that she has, uh, that's where you get your revelation, because your revelation comes from the pastor in your local church. I mean, you're going to get revelation at home too, but you're not going to get that unless you're sitting under a pastor. So, um, so anyway, um, do you have the announcements up there? Yes. Yes, we will be here on Ken Wednesday. Pastor Ken will be here. Uh, a lot of times we'll show a video from what's been going on. I don't know if we're going to do that this week. There may be someone speaking, but there's going to be good word here because pastor has the word that pastor knows what needs to be spoken here. So please come to services still. We, we will still have service here Wednesday night. Um, no Bible study on Thursday, though. Yep. Um, so on Thursday, Bible study will be canceled, but make sure that you uh, grab something um, to meditate on. At noon that day, there will be services that you can listen to from Marietta, um, and then at 9 p.m. that same day as well. Um, but in a couple of weeks, we have our Easter egg hunt. We are very excited for that. Um, April 16th, it's a Saturday, so bring your kiddos, bring uh, your neighbor's kiddos, bring whoever you can. Snag them up, bring them here. We're going to have lots of fun. Uh, not sure. We'll look at the weather and see whether we're going to have it indoors or outdoors. Not sure yet. Um, and then if you can help, we need, we have a sign out sheet on the foyer. Um, so please sign up to help. We need people to monitor the egg hunt, especially if we're going to do it outdoors. Um, if it's a nice day and we do it outdoors, uh, we will definitely need some monitors. And then we will also need egg stuffers. So that'll be prior to the egg hunt, um, probably that Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Let us know if you're available, sign up on the sheet and someone will reach out to you. Um, and then there is also some sign-up slots for um, just bringing some money for the prizes that we're going to get and the, um, the stuffers we're going to get. Money goes into your offering. So if you sign up on the sheet out here, uh, take the money that you're going to donate and put it in an offering envelope and label it Easter egg hunt uh, in some way, shape, or form and put it in the offering bucket. Uh, simple as that. Right sure. Yep, do it right now. <laughs> Put it in the So if you need an extra, if you would like to donate for that and need an extra envelope, raise your hand and Usher will come by and give you a offering envelope for that. Um, so yes, please uh, help us out with that. Make it. We we really strive to make this because it is all about Jesus. So we really strive to show the children 
what the reason for the season is. Um, and so we will have a Bible story, you know, we'll do all the, all the fun things. So, um, so just keep that in mind. And then we have Reverend Joel Siegel coming up here, April 30th and May 1st. That's a Saturday night and a Sunday morning and night. Um, so 7 p.m. Saturday night and 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Sunday morning. Uh, and night. Um, so mark your calendars for that. We also have some more guest speakers coming up. So we have Rev uh, Reverend Lonnie Hilton coming. He is coming May 15th. That's just one service for him. He'll be here Sunday morning. So mark your calendars for that. We are excited to, um, to bring him in here. And then we have never had Dr. Michael Jacobs here before, but we are so excited to welcome in, him into our church. He talks a lot on angels and demons and deliverance. Uh, just has some great things there. Um, so this will be May 22nd, May 23rd, May 24th, and May 25th. So it looks like just uh, night services other than that Sunday, which we'll have a 10 a.m. and a 7 p.m. service. So mark, the, uh, mark these dates down in your calendar. We're excited to bless him in. That's uh, quite a long service time. We're excited to get to have all of those services with him because that is a blessing. So praise the Lord. And all of these speakers that we have coming, you know, a lot of these dates are really the only dates they're allowed to, I mean, they have available in their schedule. Yeah. So we are very blessed to be able to get these speakers in our church, yeah. that they are willing to come here and be with us. So... So just be thankful for that. Um, and then we have, so all this week, uh, the things that are going on, we have listed out the conferences that will be going on that you can listen in um, from Marietta and the times for that. Other than that, it's just all of our regular services. And then... Um, for birthdays, we have quite a few birthdays here in the uh, month of April. So first up, we have Miss Ashley Lindos. We're so excited. Her birthday's coming up just this week. And then right after her, we have Tony Anderson. <laughs> Make sure to say happy birthday to him. And Marianne Roberts is coming up this next week. And then Sonia, our beloved Sonia. And Miss Anita, this will be your first birthday getting to celebrate here with us. And we are excited for that. And Zebediah, his birthday is coming right up as well. So we are excited for those birthdays. And, of course, our dear pastors, Pastor Ken and Pastor Jackie, their anniversary is at the end of this month. So we are so excited. And I believe you said it was 55 this year, which is a big one. So uh, be looking forward to what we're doing for that. <laughs> uh, if any, I'm not sure. We haven't talked about it. <laughs> all righty. So I believe that is all the announcements. Um, do you want to come up from there? Or yeah, do you want to yeah, just? Yeah. Okay. I will. Just for a second. Okay. All right. So here's our pastor. Where is she? No. <laughs> Once I sit. Um, okay. Anyway, let's just pray over this. And um, okay, what did he tell about this? You know, when you give a check, you could just do this. I wanted to tell you this, too. Dr. Jacobs was, he was really filled. Sonia calls. He was, like, loaded. Wasn't he? Was You said we may not even be able to get him until next year. But he had an opening in May, and I said, we better do it. 
Now this is the one that was laying on the beach shooting up and when he was young and he went into his, the shanty where the other guys were staying with him and it was his turn to shoot up in the bathroom. And, um, and anyway, his mother and dad were praying for him and he saw an angel and the angel said, go home, your mother wants you. <laughs> and he did it. Um, and he had hepatitis that was incurable, but God healed him, <laughs> totally healed him. He I, I was watching him in Marietta, and I, it, okay, that, that's the one with the Hashimoto, I'm, Hashimoto, I'm saying it right. That Hashimoto disease is like, it, it's, um, uh, it, it just, it just destroys the body. And there's so many things. And this lady, he had no idea she had it. Usually when he has a healing night, he just goes, you're healed, you're healed, you're healed, and people are healed. <laughs> she was healed of Hashimoto. And it was not even a slow process. It just, she was healed. <laughs> and some of the negative effects of it, she was healed of. Oh, he's chartering a jet so he can come here because, where's he from? From West Michigan? Yeah, he, Indiana. He's, uh, he's chartering a jet, but he's paying for it and bringing an assistant along. I went chartering a jet. I went, Ugh. a dollar sign. So I'm going for it. $10,000 for a jet. No. <laughs> but then it said, in the next sentence, it said, but he's paying for it. But I'm paying for it. <laughs> Um, which is very, all he cares about is helping people. He's in his 60s now. So he's mature, <laughs> more mature. <laughs> but, but has had a, woo, lots of healings, lots of deliverances, uh, angels, manifestation stuff. Lots, 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 lots. But I've always wanted him to come. He has a lot of CDs on um, a lot of stuff that he knows. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for your mercy and for your love, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you bless every person in this place, Lord God, and that, you re that they receive 100-fold return in their giving, Lord. I thank you, Father, you're a God who said you will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I feel led to say this too. There will be no inflation to those who follow God. The inflation may be there, but you are going to be supplied. But I can tell you, and just as a pastor, and I'm saying this out of love, you've got to tithe. And that's 10%. I, I can tell you, we do it way over. We way overdo it. I, I've never, it's so different than it was because God supplies it. And one time we got a prophecy from the same one who said I would be 20 to, you know, that thing. Anyway, but, uh, and he, he said, inflation 
Ah, and in the gold bricks prophecy, it was the same thing. Both of them. Both of them said that you will never lack for finances. When others dry up, other churches, it said, dry up. This was a prophetic word. That you will not. And I'll just tell you, everything's paid for. And why do we need the money, though? But our utility bills are like, huh, like 4000 5000 they were in the it was it was a down a thousand <laughs> this last month it was three thousand <laughs> it was two thousand nine hundred something but um, you know and sometimes they'll actually go down to seven hundred fifty five in the summer or if you don't have to turn on the air or the heat <laughs> but um, but God has always supplied with a few people because He wants the gospel preached. He wants the word of God. I'm not saying that we have it, but I see the difference from what it, you can't just do a partial thing. It's the whole thing. People say, what do you preach? Do we preach the Bible? <laughs> so do we. <laughs> but those people didn't believe in tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, that you, that everything the enemy has stolen from any of these people, Lord God, that he has to pay back seven times. He has to pay it back seven times, Lord God. And I thank you for that, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that we dispatch the, the ministering angels out there to go in and bring in all the finances that these people need for whatever they need it for at this time, Lord God, that the angels will bring that, that he, they will. They will do that because they've done it for us. And we praise you, Lord God. We thank you for your mercy, your love, your faithfulness to us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay. So you got a song? Yep, go ahead. <laughs>